Welcome back to another episode of From the Dojo. Remember, you can get this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Um, but we are back. It's Monday after the Final Four. The National Championship will be played tonight in college basketball. Um, how was your weekend? Just got back from New Orleans. It was my brother's bachelor party. Uh, the lights are on up here. Not too many are home. I'm uh, still recovering from a wild weekend in New Orleans, but it was great. Uh, have you ever been there? I have not. Yeah, One of the places I need to go. I was telling Shelly, it's it's literally made for you and uh, and Shelly. <laughs> you guys, I, could, I was picturing it, just you hopping from bar to bar. And it was a great time. Uh, definitely feel like shit, but uh, it was a great weekend with all the boys. How did we do um, betting-wise while we were out there? Did we gamble at all? <laughs> oh, yeah. we It's legal there. Uh, yeah. No prize picks, but they have FanDuel, DraftKings, and shit. So I was getting all the wedding party, you know, on the books using referral codes and shit wow yeah i know so i got some free coins wow. um first night bet on the angels dodgers uh opening day of baseball mm. and the angels <clears throat> shohei otani master class won nothing all the way until the eighth inning and then they sold gave up two runs in the ninth uh, and they ended up losing that was painful but uh final four i parlayed stsu and uconn together as a bezos pack Nuked it, had the whole party nuke it. Uh, we were at a sports bar. Dude, I'm so pissed. I didn't get our reaction for uh, that buzzer beater, but we, we asked the waitress to see if she could get the security footage, and we were willing to pay her like 200 bucks for it. And she didn't and, do it. No, she was willing to get it for us, but they wouldn't give it to her. No uh, way. Yeah, it was such bullshit. It was so electric, bro. We were literally had the whole bar erupted. Uh, but what a shot that was, dude. Dude, so we were at Backyard, and I had FAU plus two and a half, so no matter what shot they took, I was going to cover, but I was like, man, it would be crazy to have a nine seed make it to the make it to the national championship, um, and the minute they missed that floater, the same thing that went through my head when Furman was playing Virginia went through my head again, and I was like, they're losing this game. I was like, the, the flow of play is now fully moving in SDU's favor. Like, there, there's going to be a crazy-ass shot, and this game's going to be over. But the weirdest part about that entire game was FAU was up, I think, 10 at one point in the first half. And Chelly, who doesn't, I don't think has watched a lick of college basketball other than the Penn State game this tournament, and maybe this game, I don't think he's watched a full game other than that, comes up to me and goes, this game's going to come down to a last second shot. <laughs> no way. Yeah, and I was like, in the back of my head, like, is this kid, kid, they're up 10 and they look unstoppable right now. And I was like, yeah, you think? And he was like, no, it's going to come down to a last second shot. And then here we are, like two seconds left, 1.4 on the clock, and I was like, there's no way he just called that perfectly. And we had, a, we had a group of SDSU fans to our right. And at first, you're like, oh, God, it's so obnoxious. Now I like want FAU to win. But then it sets in. You're like, man, like SDSU, I don't know if they'll ever be back here again. Like, be as noxious, obnoxious as you want. Like, I, I, it, didn't, it didn't matter to me at, the, at that point. They, they were getting rowdy. And then when that shot went in, I mean, they went, they went ballistic at backyard. They were like throwing the big Jenga pieces. Like, they were going fucking <laughs> no insane, dude. Dude, I have two horrendous stories. Okay, uh, here we go. Talking about prize picks while I was gone. So, the day before I'm leaving, I go to my girlfriend's house and I sleep there because she lives right by the airport. And you were doing night sweats that night. Uh, mm -hmm. and Jalen Green had sold the Super Goats, right? And I'm fucking livid. And Shelly goes, 
I'll cook up a super goat in 30 seconds. Well, yeah, I don't know why Chelly and I were on demon mode with you yeah, that night, but we were ripping you. You were ripping me, <laughs> whatever. But Shelly's like, all right, I'll cook up a super goat in 30 seconds. And it was like three props, and it was Kevin Durant over one and a half threes was one of the four props. And I'm like, all right, Shelly, you're being an asshole, bro. I'm going to put a rack on your cake, and if it doesn't hit, I'm going to fucking chirp you. So I put a rack on this entry. Mm-hmm. And I'm at my girlfriend's house, like about to go to sleep. Try not to even think about that entry. You know, if I'm, I know it's not going to hit. But uh, I go and check and see that the first two, the first three legs had hit and Kevin Durant has one three-pointer. Mm-hmm. And he just needs one more for this entry to hit. And I'm like, holy fuck. And so I, I go to the score app to check and I see he had just made another. And now he's at two threes. I'm like, and you have this- a rack on this too. Yeah, I have a rack to win 10k. I'm like, holy shit! Did Chelly just spoon feed me a, a backup super goats? I go to see if the entry's green, and I have Durant steals plus blocks in there, at over one and a half, and not Durant threes. And yeah, you already know Durant had zero steals and fucking blocks, dude. And I was, my heart, sunk, hit the floor. I was in. Fucking shambles, dude. <laughs> shambles. I'm sorry. That one's sorry. that one's dumb. That one's dumb. It's on you though. So that was pretty, <laughs> that's on nobody else but me. But like that one, that hurts. No, that hurts. That hurts. Hurt so bad because I should have won 10k. Yeah. And then another, just absolutely tragic. But also, what the fuck are we doing putting Jalen Green in the super guts? I mean, I I, I had Kanji on the stream and absolutely. Ripped him apart, but like at the end of the day, you're making the decisions. Why the fuck is Jalen Green in the Super Guts, dude? I mean, full transparency, the last Super Guts that hit, he was in there. Oh my God, (laughs) dude. We're not going back to goats. Kanji brought that up. It was a Monday. That was the last time the Super Goat hit. Jalen Green was in there. Away from home. I know. It's not a good one. And then, of course, last night he drops damn near 40. But, of course. (laughs) um, And then, to make it even worse, the second one. I had Shelly place the Super Goats for me on Saturday. And it was Jose Ramirez, fantasy score, first inning, steal, stolen base, green. I'm like, wow, okay. Second leg, Brandon Ingram assists, seven in the first half. I needed six. I'm like, holy fuck, the Super Goats. At the table? At the table. First inning, Mookie Betts. Double off the wall. Uh, he's, all, he's at five fantasy score. I just need seven. I'm like, holy shit. And then the last leg was Miko Rantanan, SOGs. He was at two in the first period. We were beyond that table. And <clears throat> so we have two green legs. All I need is Mookie and Miko. Miko, no shots in the second period. I'm like, God damn it, dude. And here comes Mookie Betts for a second at bat. Uh, ground ball, boom. So pretty bad for the last hour. And then Mookie Betts gets up again. Triple digit exit velo. Out. I'm like, fuck. Dodgers mm. are up eight to one now. And so now I'm starting to worry in the back of my head, like, please don't pull him. Please don't pull him. Mm. We get to the third period in the Avs game. Miko rips a shot. He's at three, and the score is three to two. And so it's like, is he gonna rip one more? They have a lead. Are they gonna are they gonna, you know, back down on defense or what? Um, we get into the final seconds of this Avs game. No goalie in net for the stars. I go check the Dodger game. They pulled me. They pulled Mookie. I'm in fucking piss. So now I'm in shambles again. Mookie. Jason Hayward comes in from Mookie Bats. Gets two at-bats taken from Mookie. 
two full, full at-bats that we could have just got two fantasy points. So now I'm begging Rantanen not to rip an SOG so I can feel a little bit better. Yeah, so you can just be like, all right, we lost the two legs. Yeah. Uh, full ice, no goalie in net. Miko, 360 around the defender, rips full ice down the, net, down the ice, bar down, in. Empty net goal, three seconds left in the game. I'm in pit. Shambles. Shambles. So he's green, Jose's green, Ingram's green, Mookie bets, misses by two fantasy points. They pulled him in the sixth fucking inning. And then to find out that the first at-bat for Mookie Betts was supposed to be a home run, fan interference. No way it was fan interference. I didn't watch any Dodger game except for the one on Sunday. Yeah, that was a bad one. The fan interference, bro. It was a home run. And he reached, he like interfered and got in the way of it and they called it a double. Wow. 10K. That's 20K off fluke shit. Because one, you didn't click the right button. And two, a fan. I'm going to find that fan. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I don't care if it was a grandpa. Apparently, it was a grandpa. I'm beating his ass. If you're that grandpa, pull up, dude. You're getting stuffed. Um, no, that's that sucks. So, I mean, two soul-sucking experiences in one weekend. But speaking of baseball, dude, I'm kind of in on the MLB season. Although, I've placed four parlays in the first four games. Each is lost by one leg. Yeah. Game one, I thought I had a legacy day I was like you know what go back to Old Faithful Braves minus one and a half start the season off right Free. against Patrick Corbin who's just dog and then I was like you know what hearing a lot about this Cardinals offense not a lot of guys that like to throw the ball well and what do the Blue Jays love to do put up runs take the over in the Cardinals Blue Jays game it was like 10 to 9 yeah, sword. sword and then I was like the one leg I woke up going this shit is air Padres money line. Oh my goodness. With Snell on the bomb. And in classic Padres fashion, it's almost like last season just bled right into this season. As minus two twenty favorites, they get fucking clapped. Clapped. And the worst part is the Padres are up two to one. Two men on for the Rockies. And one of my buddies knew that I had the Padres and Crone is up at bat. And he's like, oh, dude, Crone's up at bat with two on. It's a shame he doesn't like to hit the ball far, like trying to fuck with me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, whatever, fuck you, dude. And we were like going to the bar, and he was staying home anyway. So we're going to the bar. I take out my phone. We're like in the Uber. I pull up the ESPN app. I see that the little graphic go from the batter's box to the field, which means he hit the ball. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the little, and the little ball starts moving, dude. And I was like... Oh my god, that looks, deep. that looks deep. That looks deep. That looks deep. Green, oh, green god. circle. I was like, there's no way you just nuked that. I was like, oh my god, dude. Nuke, they're up to. So now I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, this shit is over. My buddy's like, dude, it's only like the fifth inning. Like, we're so fine. Like, we're at the table. I was like, no, I don't think you understand how many times I've been on the Padres and this shit happens. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, dude, we're fine. Crone gets back up to bat. And I was like, all right. Now we're down like four. So I was like, okay, I need Crone. I need Crone to strike out because it's two outs. Solo gag. No. I was like, all right, this game's over, dude. Crone's hitting back to back homers. Like, we're, it's fucking over. So that sucked. Um, and then Sunday, dude, the Dodgers losing to the Diamondbacks. I'm going to tell you right now, this ain't the, the Dodgers we know and love. I know, they suck, dude. So you can't take them every night. I've already learned that. No, they're not good. You got to take their spots. You got to take the matchups. They're not the, the minus one and a half wagons. And I'll say a couple games into the season, 
The Chicago White Sox are going to be a problem all year. Yeah, they're good. They might win it all. I'm not even kidding. They, they didn't sweep the Astros, did they? No, but they were 2-1 to one them. Yeah. And it was like a commanding 2-1. to one. Yeah. Um, it looks great, the, the fucking Rangers. They have an unreal bullpen over in Chicago. Their lineup, the way that they've started this season, is fucking probably one of the best in baseball. Like, they're just like, Tim Anderson just can't not be on base. Yeah, he's... Moncado is, like, fully back. Dude, the guy's just, like, nuking. Luis Robert, even though he sold our prize picks, next game, double home run, double. Like, that, they have an unreal set of guys that are just, like, killers over there in Chicago. So, that's going to be a team that I'm legitimately might bet every single game. Dylan Cease is disgusting. It's disgusting, yeah. dude. Disgusting! Yeah. Um... But yeah, their their pitching has been great. I, obviously, I was been hanging out with some guys from Chicago, so they they're watching every White Sox game. So it's one of the teams that I really watched every game of. There's really not a position that they miss out on the field. Like I really think they can compete with any team in baseball right now. Um, the Astros looked underwhelming, but I think that's just kind of you know you just won the World Series, you're trying to start back up again. Um, other than that, the Braves again. Those are my two teams to watch out for. I think the Braves and the White Sox. I'm shocked you're not bought into the Texas Rangers. I'm bought into the Rangers, but I also am thinking now that the Phillies pitching is really that bad. Like, I really think the Phillies are not going to be that good this year because we, I was talking about it with, with some of the guys. They don't have a lot of guys that get on base. It's a lot of guys that will strike out because they just swing for the fence. Yeah, that's why you take the You have, base. like, six batters that solely try to swing for the fence. They don't try to get on base. Like, they don't have that Tim Anderson that's like, yeah, I'll just put one in the gap and get on. Or I'll, you know, hit a double, whatever it is. It's all guys that want to nuke the ball. You got Schwarber wants to hit a home run. Cassianos wants to hit a home run. Trey Turner wants to hit a home run. All these guys that they don't get on base. So we were like, K's are free. Um, and their pitching really isn't that great. I just don't trust the Rangers lineup. I don't know why. They looked great. I mean, They, they looked just, great. They swept the Phillies. They looked great. Pitching, a uh, bit of a question mark. Martin Perez looked great last night we were watching the game on sunday night baseball last night and we before the game they did this whole like bit about schwarber's exit below oh my god and shelly and i were like dude we should nuke his bases tonight he got (laughs) so we throw an entry together and it comes down to actually schwarber fantasy score as the last leg Mm -hmm. and he ropes one Absolutely turkey. I remember this. <laughs> Shelly and I are fucking hugging, jumping up and down like, yeah. <laughs> and Fruity's like, you idiots. He caught it. <laughs> we turn, we're like, what? <laughs> yes. Dude, because we were in the, we were, I was in the same spot. I needed Rangers to cash a parlay that I made with the, with my buddy. And we're sitting there and he was like, dude, Schwarber might have just took one to the fucking moon. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, dude. It might have been a fucking nuke. And we're like waiting for the update, waiting for the update. And that's just out. We're like, dude, it was as close. It would have been out at 22 other parks. Dude. Yeah. You want to talk about that? The home run that Crone hit against me for the Padres, that was a three-run gag, would have only been a home run in Petco Park. <laughs> and I love that wooded dong yeah, like dong. on Twitter, except when it does shit like that yeah. to me. And I'm like, dude, fuck this. Like, Even if they were in Rocky Stadium. Yeah. This shit's not a home run, but that's like the worst. Um, but a good first weekend of baseball. You know, I'm back in on it. I'm excited. How's the, how's the goat whale? The goat whale's good, dude. Tim Anderson's a fucking bucket. Yeah. Like, he had, what, I think like six five, hits across six three hits, games. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, I think the only thing that I'm worried about is um, not Luis Castillo. He dealed. 
So looking like looking good for him. Corey Seager looks great. Bo Bichette low key bringing in the RBIs already. I think he had two. Really? Yeah. Um, the only guy that scares me is Sandy. At this point, how did he look? He looked okay. He didn't look great though. Twenty Ks. I think he had. What I think it was six maybe. But his numbers very very big. That's fine, bro. That's fine. Like now that I'm looking at it, he had he had two. No, he had two. He had two. Two Ks. Yeah, not good. Like that's oh, why I, that's why I thought not good. Um, but everyone else, dude, like the hits were air. Seager yeah. and and Tim. Like Tim might be, you know, I mean, he might have a thousand hits this year. Um, I did want to check Luis because I remember someone saying he was dealing because they bet against him. Um, big weekends for Snell and Lodolo, both with nine Ks in their opening start. So big. And I'm also starting to think now Shohei is going to get the DeGrom treatment in New York. What's that? Where he's going to literally deal every single game, but they're not going to get runs on. Oh, yeah. That's literally what happened to DeGrom all year, last year in Scherzer. They have fucking 10Ks, 11Ks, like legacy games, and the score is one to nothing. The reliever comes in and they lose. I will say, though, after that first Angels game, I mean, they put up 13 the next game and 10 the next. They looked good offensively, but that first game was a little frightening. We are playing the Athletics, though. Yeah, so let's, no, it is you know, the A's. It is the Oakland A's. Let's, also, a team to look out for, I really think the Diamondbacks are going to be a team not to fade this year. Really? Like, actually not to fade this year. Obviously, they're playing, they played a Dodger team. That's not great. But, dude, they have dealers. Mm-hmm. Like, when they have a good pitching lineup, I don't want to fade them at all. And they actually don't have a bad lineup either, like, hitting-wise. Yeah. Um, but, no, a great first weekend of baseball. I think it's going to be a fun season. I think it's anyone's World Series. Obviously, at this point, we've only played, like, three games. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to betting betting baseball this year. I think what I didn't get to do last year was prize picks with baseball. Baseball props are actually fun. No, they're so I think fun. fantasy hitting score is something everyone needs to get, in, get involved in. Uh, I've cashed, like... 10 two-teamers of fantasy hitting score this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had, I wanted to show you this. Uh, maybe I'll send a screen recording to the to the guys so they can throw it up on the, on the YouTube. But this was soul-sucking. One leg, not, okay, here, here's where it starts. So I made like four baseball two-teamers because I was like, all right, I'm feeling good. It's Saturday, whatever. One leg hit, one leg miss. 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 One 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 hit, one leg miss. Dude, literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine in a row. I went one for two. That's actually insane. Soul sucking. That's actually dude. Like sitting there just being like, you've got to be shitting me dude crazy dude like nuts but i I love fantasy hitting score i think total basis is fun strikeouts still scare me dude dude strikeouts are my shit bro i love but the number just feels so high every time other than syndergaard at three and a half was air i loved that one and martin prez was also air that was air air too but dude i don't know it's still they still scare me the number just feels high put a rack on Lodolo and uh strider Mm. Dude, and it just got my juices flowing. We need to get the Goat Wheels updated quicker. It can't take five days, dude. Welcome to the game. Because I can't be sitting here being like, all right, I feel like I'm at the table, and then like in four days be like, all right, I'm not at the table. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Especially because there's so many games being played. Like, I need that shit updated quick. Yeah, they got to do better a little bit. Um, but something I did want to talk about, because I had a tweet that went like relatively viral. 
Um, the women's national, the women's national championship happened. Uh, I thought it was a great game. It was great. I watched it. And I'll be honest, I'm not even gonna like try to lie and not sound um, like a new fan. This was the first women's tournament where I watched a game. <laughs> Just being honest. Because the players are like, Haley Van Lith on Louisville was fucking electric. Caitlin Clark, I think, was the most polarizing player in college basketball this year. Like, she's probably the best college basketball player this year. And I, I'm totally fine saying that. Um, the USC team was crazy. The LSU team was crazy. So it was like a great tournament. It was. Um, it was huge for the sport. I think they gained huge for the sport. So but many new the players. national championship, I think, took five steps back for how great it was for the sport. Um, I don't know if you watched the game. I had an Iowa ticket, but I didn't have enough money on it to really have it bother me because I had Iowa the game before as well when they were plus 11 yeah. to USC. Yeah. Um, the refereeing might have been the worst I've ever seen. It was bad. Caitlin Clark, I think, had three fouls in the first two quarters. Maybe one of them was a foul. Um, it's just disappointing when you're watching a game like that. And obviously, you know, I'm rooting for the Iowa ticket, but also... I'm just rooting for a great national championship. Like tonight for the men's national championship, no matter who I have, I just want it to be a great game. Like FU San Diego State, great game. Didn't matter who I had. UConn Miami, game sucked. I looked like a fucking idiot, but the game still sucked because it was a blowout. I just don't like watching blowouts. Um, but it's a shame when a game like that, the only thing you talk about afterwards is not the play on the floor. It's the externals, like the refereeing. The fact that the LSU coach didn't get a tech or thrown out for her actions towards a referee are absurd, but the best player in all of college basketball threw, like, just happens to bounce the ball behind her back after a disappointing foul is called, yeah. and you give her a tech for that. That's absurd. Um, and then I got to talk about it because I tweeted about it. Angel Reese after the game towards Caitlin Clark was the most absurd shit ever. Yeah. I'm a big fan, and you know this, I'm a big fan of players that have swag, of players that talk shit, of players that act like that. But there's a difference between having that energy and then, I'm not going to say the whole classes thing because I think that bit is like being way overplayed. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like People yeah. are really exploding over it. Yeah. But I think it, would just, it just looked dumb. It like did. It took away from your win and... Because one, you didn't do it all game. That's my one thing I always look for with the guy that talks shit. Love Pat Beverly, does it all game. Russell Westbrook does it all game. Players that are great at talking shit, they do it all game because they don't give a fuck. You can't wait till 10 seconds are left. And I also think the reasons behind it were stupid, right? I'm a big fan of, you know, when Russell Westbrook's back in Oklahoma City and he's like busting on the thunder doing some dumb shit. When Pat Beverly's back in LA and there's five minutes left and he's telling them they stink. Big fan of that because there's shit going on behind that. The reasons why she did it make no sense to me. She said, she said she's the one not to disrespect. She's the one that disrespects people. I don't think Caitlin Clark said a bad thing about the University of LSU one time. That's where I think you missed because I'm pretty sure she talked shit first. But she did not because then Angel Reese's whole thing was we're SEC girls so the way that she did USC like you don't do that to us. Them game planning for USC and just showing that they can't shoot the ball so just letting them shoot the ball is a way to beat the team that only has big girls. That's a, called a game plan. 
That's not disrespectful. That's just saying, oh, you can't shoot the ball, shoot the ball. That's what happens to Ben Simmons when the Sixers go on playoff runs. That's what happens when Giannis couldn't shoot a three and they pick him up at the free throw line. That's called like a game plan. That's not something to be like, oh, that's disrespectful because yeah. Caitlin Clark was like, go ahead, shoot the ball. Like what? Yeah. That's like classic basketball that, shit. Like go ahead, shoot the ball. Yeah, that wasn't disrespectful. But she brought that up in the press conference yeah. twice. Yeah. So that was one of them. Um, when Caitlin Clark did this against Louisville, I don't think a lot of people know she was doing it towards her teammates. And even if she wasn't, if she was doing it towards Haley Van Lith, Haley Van Lith is someone she grew up with and they played on multiple national teams together and like shared hotel rooms. That's like her sister. So that'd be like if you and I or like me and my best friend from home happened to be on separate teams playing each other in the final four and I was like busting and was like, what's well, good, dude? Yeah. So that was like... I don't think it has any correlation to her doing that to her. Um, and then also Caitlin Clark having 30 points and literally busting all over your team and then doing that to her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just felt like, I get it though. You won the national championship, talk your shit, do whatever you want. The reasons behind it were fucking stupid. Stalking her down too. Like, it wasn't like they were standing yeah. next to each other. She yeah. followed her that's to do it. And then with no response, like, circled back Dude. around to do this bit. So that's where I'm kind of yeah. like, that's where my tweet was. That's where my tweet was, I don't think Caitlin Clark talked an ounce of shit. Um, and then it was, like, they kind of got robbed by the refs. I don't think it was a full robbing, but I had to make my point known. bitching about the refs. Dude, because it was so bad, dude. I know, I know. Like, just put the whistles away. Like, it's not that hard. Let them play the game. Yeah. Let them play the game. Um. And then, like, just like a like sick taunt, I guess, but also you didn't even get a response out of her. So, like, it, it just all time was a dumb ending. And then on live after with the podium still doing this shit on Instagram live, like, you already won the game. Yeah. She's already in the locker room. Like, celebrate your team. And then the other LSU guard being like, listen, Caitlin Clark, you played a great game, but you need to put some respect on LSU. Like, when the fuck was Caitlin Clark like, yo, LSU? suck i can't even say suck me but it was like yo lsu like fuck you yeah you know what i mean like she never did no i never had a problem with like when they cut to the part where they're at the free throw line there's like 10 seconds left and angel reese did that thought that was like fine but then after the game going in circles falling like circling her i I cringed i was like eh like actually though it was it was that was too much like has nothing to do with like like I don't know, people are making this narrative that no, like, the whole yeah, race thing too yeah, is crazy. Like, it has nothing to do with like race bro. at all. It has nothing to do with whether she's black or white. No, it has everything to do with just it was over the top. Like yeah, and I mean like I'm not gonna. I would never call it classless because I don't. I hate when people like try to use class in athletics. Like yeah. they just sweat their like literally just sweat their brains off for 40 minutes, and like you expect them to be like bowing and shit like. They're like, they're, I don't think we should ever use like class when it comes to like athletics. So I would never call it classes. It just was, I don't think it was a great look. No, I was like, she's, please don't keep going. Yeah. Please like, don't keep and going. then this, I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Like if it was, if it was like Caitlin Clark, like doing Pat Beverly shit, like we're not worried about LSU. Like if, if Caitlin Clark was literally like in the press conference, like, yeah, like it was a great game. I didn't really see it. I was focused on getting in the handshake line, which none of the LSU girls participated in. They didn't. So they didn't even shake the hands. I really think the disrespect came from them thinking her doing that to the USC player and making them shoot the three ball was disrespectful. But that's a fucking game plan. It's called a fucking game plan. 
The Nets did it to Ben Simmons when DeAndre Russell was on the Nets. Ben Simmons crossed half court and they picked him up at the free throw line. Yeah. So he had free reign around the three point line. And what happened? Iowa won because it was the perfect fucking game plan. Yeah. USC can't shoot the ball. Nobody did that to them all year. They couldn't bet. They couldn't bully them because I was like, we'll just stack the paint and let you shoot. And I was like, all right. And what happened? USC has no jumper. So I was like, we got you. We yeah. game plan for you. And Kayla Clark dropped 40. And then she dropped 30. So it's just, it's tough, man. I don't know. If Kaylin Clark won the national championship and she was going in circles doing this shit, I would have said like same shit, fucking cringe as hell. Same shit, literally the same shit. Yeah, I also don't think she would have. But even if she did, if she did, it would be like Caitlyn. I look at you differently. A hundred percent. And it's a shame because I was starting to fall in love with that LSU team and Angel especially. She's a dog. Yeah, like she's got that dog in her. Like that LSU team is fun to watch, and like. The game didn't hate LSU. Like, obviously, I'm a big LSU guy, kind of. Like, I love the football team. I always, like, I just love that school in general for their attitude. Um, But it was just like, at the end, I was like, "Mm," just a bad taste. Like, I was like, "Mm, that didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Like, I was like. I literally said the same exact thing to Chelly, not even knowing that you had written the fucking Bible of bitching. It wasn't even a Bible. I was just like, (laughs) did I'm like, because there was two veins of Twitter. There was the vein of Twitter of, like the Dave Portnoy's who had a lot of money on Iowa and I think took it very personal and were like, that's fucking classless, like scumbag, piece of shit, which was too far. And then there was the vein of Twitter that I was on, which was kind of like, have I fucking missed something? Like, did Caitlin Clark like tell her her sister is dumb? Did she like say her family is stupid? Like, what is happening right now? Because you don't just do that unprovoked. And then the reasoning after in the press conferences were what blew my mind when it came down to what they did to USC was disrespectful. We're SEC girls, which, by the way, fucking, like, that also feels like a dumb reason. Like, yeah. I get riding for your conference, but that's also your rival. And yeah. for USC to be undefeated, that means they beat your ass twice. Yeah. So, like, a little confused there why you'd be, like, riding for them that hard. But, like, yeah, just, like, the reasons coming down to it, like, the LSU players talking about Caitlin and their acceptance speeches of the national championship, like, it was just, just felt very odd. But I guess, you know... It is what it is. You won the natty. Talk your shit, yeah, you know? But right. at the end of the day, I just felt like that was odd. No, it was for sure. I felt weird after watching that. Yeah. It was like a, mm. <laughs> And then I had to go watch the Dodgers suck my soul. And then I had a parlay. My buddy and I went to, I wanted to tell you this story because I think you'd fucking love it. My buddy and I went to um, this bar in, in Dallas to get lunch yesterday so hungover dude saturday was a fucking marathon like just drank way too much way too long the frosty five ended up hitting so chelly was going nuts i almost threw up at the bar so i had to like sit in the corner for 20 minutes and then i got up and then it was like going crazy because the frosty five hit um after we like trolled it at the thing yeah and um and then we trolled you as well but so woke up sunday go to the um, go to lunch with one of my buddies. I want you to meet him, dude. He's fucking hysterical. We're sitting there and we both wanted wings. We got wings. We I got like a lemonade. Not that that was important. But we're sitting there and we're just like, dude, this feels like a great spot to cook. Like we we got, we should cook right now. So we got our phones out and we just start crafting, dude. We're like, all right, here's what I'm thinking. The Bulls in a close line. We take the Bulls, Bruins, and the Rangers. That was the first part, like smacked in the mouth. So we were like, all right. Not that we knew it smacked in the mouth, but we were like, all right, that's, that's the first one we'll place. Then he took one with some of the hockey plays, um, which all sold. And then we were like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Because this feels right. We started building narratives in our head. We were like, all right, the plus chicken Mavs against the terrible Hawks. They need this as a playoff contention. 
Mavs money line. Totally free. I didn't even check how that came in. I need you to tell me. Oh, I'll tell you. We were like Mavs money line at plus chicken. And then we go Mavs money line at plus chicken. We had um, the Rangers money line in it. So we doubled down on Rangers money line because there's no way they're losing the game. New York or Texas? Uh, Texas. And then we were like, oh, who was the last hockey game? Flames. Mm. Penguins. Penguins. And the Penguins won. So like Penguins. Penguins cash. We're like, oh my God, we're at the fuck table. Rangers are looking great. We're like, all right, we're here. The Mavs. Down two with four seconds left. Christian Wood goes to the free throw line. Christian Wood at the free throw line, down two. We got a money line, plus chicken. Could have taken the plus three. Makes the first one. We're like, oh my God. And the free throws before this, he missed both. Like two minutes prior. So we're like, oh my God, here we go. Okay. Misses the second. Oh. JaVale McGee goes for the rebound. Fouled. So like, oh my God, we need one free throw from JaVale McGee to go to overtime. JaVale McGee misses the first. I was like, there's no way, dude. There's no way we get four free throws to tie a game. By the way, we could have won the game by now. Yeah. There's 0.6 seconds left yeah. at the time that JaVale McGee is taking the free throws. Makes a second. I was like, oh my God, all right, let's go. We got overtime. I was like, we have overtime. So we're marching in overtime. The Rangers go up 2-1 while the Mavs going overtime. We're like, dude, we're at the fucking table. Like, we got so fucking surgical with the plus chicken Mavs. Like, we knew it. Going to overtime. I have never seen a team give less of a shit about rebounding and defense. They lose by like five. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> what do you mean, let's go? Because I'm praying on the Mavs' downfall right now. Dude, like, uh, one, it got to the point in the fourth quarter where Luke and Kyrie didn't play on the same shift. And then they played on the same shift, and it literally, like, you, Luka is visibly miserable playing on the floor with him. They don't try on defense. They don't rebound the ball. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened to the Mavs, but when I became a fan, we were in sixth. <laughs> now we're in 11th. Like, what the fuck? Is Kyrie really that much of a cancer? I guess so, dude. It's crazy. Like, dude, it's inc- I've never seen a team implode like this. Yeah. Like, to go from six to out of the fucking playoffs. And they got to go 3-0 in the next three games to make the playoffs. The Thunder have to go 1-2 and and the Utah Jazz have to go 0-3. It's not happening. It's not no. happening. No. They're done. That's a big loss. The Thunder lost last night, too, to the, to the Suns. And, of course, I had a massive tweet like months ago when they played the Suns and lost to the Suns by like that buzzer beat or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, feed me the Suns in the playoffs. All the Suns fans after last night recycling that tweet. <laughs> like, I was the 11 seed. I was the 11 seed. Like, now I'm, I'm just getting buried on Twitter for being a Mavs fan. Like, first year. Just so unfortunate, dude. That's brutal. That's brutal. But yeah, no, I'm praying on the Mavs downfall right now. Lost this weekend against the Heat. That was a big loss. And then they sold to the Hawks. That's tough. Dude, I like, I can't even. Like, I can't even. The, the plus, and if we just took plus three, it would have cashed. Yeah. Because they won by two, not five. Oh my so if we gosh. just took the plus three, and that was a conversation we had at the table, we were like, do we take the points? And we we're like, nah. The, the hot wings started getting those. We were like, fuck that. That sucks. We met the door. Um, all right, let's talk to National Championship, and then we'll wrap. San Diego State plays UConn tonight. The University of Connecticut is minus seven and a half. I'm officially, Nick, how many games do you have to play to get to the national championship? I think they've played five and they've covered every one. Yeah, let's see. 62, 32, 16, 8, 4, 
two, six, six, five to get there though. I am zero five betting against UConn in the NCAA tournament. San Diego State is plus seven and a half. I want your first reactions on the line because I think Javon had a really good tweet. Yeah, I was just about to bring that, that tweet up. That I kind of agree with, kind of disagree with, but I want to hear your take. I mean, I'm not confidently taking San Diego State. So you're taking San Diego State? Yeah. So here's why I like the tweet first as a gut reaction, but then you look into it. I don't think this line is surprising at all. The TCU line was surprising because TCU beat the dog piss out of Michigan. What's the tweet? The tweet, so one of our guys that we work with tweeted that this minus seven and a half reminds him of the TCU-Georgia spread where you're like, wow, that's a lot of points. Makes you want to bite on San Diego State. And I'll tell you why I don't think the two are related. I think at gut check, you're like, wow, yes. When you start looking into it, the TCU line made no sense because TCU beat the fucking dog shit out of Michigan. Like, just looked dominant. Never in a millisecond in that game did you go, oh, Michigan might have this one. Georgia battled Ohio State to literally the last possession. And then Georgia opened up as minus 14 and a half after TCU's coming off a massive victory. That line made no sense. Ended up in hindsight making sense. In the moment made no sense because Georgia just almost lost and TCU just dominated. This line makes perfect sense because UConn just beat the shit out of probably the hottest team in the NCAA tournament outside of themselves in Miami. Miami didn't even look like they could tie their shoes. San Diego State literally went to the buzzer against a nine seed in FAU who got there very impressively, probably was always one of the better teams in the tournament. I think they just got overlooked because Memphis won their conference tournament. I think if they're lined up again and Memphis doesn't beat Houston... I think FAU probably gets the nod from a lot of more people. This line makes sense to me because UConn beat the shit out of a way better team, like dominated them, and SDSU had to get a buzzer beater. So I think the line makes sense versus the TCU. Well, dominated every game they've played. Of course. So why would they not be minus seven? Yeah. Georgia did not. Yeah. So that's why I think that's why I think the plus seven is not as dangerous as you might think. I think a lot of people think it might be a little dangerous. Um I really want to take the plus seven. But hear me out. How amazing would it be if I take UConn minus seven on social media lose out and they lose <laughs> and I get to sit there and bask in UConn Twitter crumbling at the hand of me. No, you should take minus seven and a half for sure. Like, I think I'm gonna. You should. I think I'm gonna. But I'm not gonna commit to anything because I really do want to be on the right side of San Diego State because I do like this team. I don't hate them. I'm also not a mush in college basketball. I'm rooting for the narrative that a team has never won or hasn't won in like 25 years on the west of Texas. Yeah, like I want San Diego State to win. Yeah. If I'm an East Coast guy just to get back at you, be great if UConn won. Um, but I think it's going to be a great game. The over's at 132.5. The over might be in play. San Diego State really hadn't put on a great scoring performance until the FAU game. So that kind of makes you feel like, okay, maybe we got our feet on ours for the scoring. But San Diego State plays really good defense. So that's the only reason why the seven would scare me if I'm nuking shit. Because San Diego State plays defense, but they let teams go on runs. And UConn goes on runs, they go up 40. They don't go up 10 or 11. Every game that UConn has gone on a run, it seems as it goes from 
Oh, we got a close game. Oh, UConn's going on their run. Oh, UConn's going on their run. Oh my God, they're up 30. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Like, what do we do now? Um, I think the over might be in play at 132 and a half. I might take the over. Actually, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to root for points. I'm going to take the over at 132 and a First reaction, I want to take San Diego State, but I'm going to see what happens. So you're not? I might. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. I might make a show about, about it on social media of, of who I take. Um, I'll be on San Diego State plus seven and a half. Sprink on the money line. Okay. And we have... An opportunity to do a um, sneak nuke presented by Prize Picks because the game will be tonight and this episode does drop this afternoon. I am going to tell you my favorite square. It was going to be Jordan Hawkins over threes, but it's two and a half. And San Diego State plays really great perimeter defense. I think I still don't hate it, so I'm going to click it. But I really want a stake in Jordan Hawkins. Um, this kid is fucking incredible. I mean, I watched him bust on the Big East all year. I watched him bust on Providence, and I've seen him dominate every single guard matchup he's played this March. So I really want stake in Jordan Hawkins on the UConn side. On the San Diego State side, it's so tough because I feel like I feel like I want it to be Tremel, but in a game like this, is it going to be Butler? Is it going to be Bradley? I don't know. Butler. Butler or Bradley, honestly, you can't go wrong. At eight and a half. I want Sonogo rebounds. Oh, that's who that's what you want? I want Sonogo rebounds. I don't I don't know any I don't have any confident other plays other than that. At eight, that feels free. I want it. Okay. That could be a super good at the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well I have my two legs. Give me a second leg, because I'm gonna do Hawkins threes and Tremel points because I do like Tremel. I think he's very good. Hawkins threes, Tremel points, Sonogo rebounds. What's your fourth? Give me some options out on my phone. All right, we got Matt Bradley on San Diego State points. What is it? Um, he's at twelve and a half. That seems a little high. He had two. He didn't play last game. He was not available last game, so he's going to be available today. Um, but last game he played was great. And he had two points. Um. Caravan on UConn, I think, is a great look. He's a three-point shooter. His line's at seven and a half. He makes two threes. All he needs is a layup. What about Butler? Butler's at eight and a half points. I don't hate that either. I like Butler. You want to do that? Yeah. All right. Mm, mm, mm. Butler, Snowgo mm. are my two squares. So the sneak nuke presented by Prize Picks for tonight's national championship game brought to you by the Bozos on the couch. Jordan Hawkins, more than two and a half threes. Darian Trammell, more than nine and a half points. Snowgo, more than eight rebounds. And Butler more than eight and a half points. One thing I want to say before we wrap this up. Uh-oh. <coughs> Unders pay. Okay. They, they pay. This has been another episode of TFM Bets. Really appreciate you guys, as always. Um, what, dude? <laughs> like, what? The only fucking entry I hit this weekend was one that had all unders in it. Okay, but that, that doesn't mean unders pay. They pay. That just dude. means you're awful at picking overs. They pay. They pay, and they're always hitting until they're not. Okay. Yeah, and then the over's never dead. I'd rather it never be dead than it can literally die. The under can literally die. Yeah, but just picture like you're sweating a hitter fantasy score, and you get a pop-up, you get a ground out, and here you are now in the seventh inning, and he's got zero fantasy points. That happened. Yeah. 
couple times. <laughs> You're like, how the fuck did we get to the seventh inning? With these new rule changes, the game is so much faster. I love it, dude. I'll too. be honest. It actually makes baseball enjoyable to watch. Like, yeah. I watched multiple full games now. Like, I was actually going to bring that up, too. I'm happy you brought that up. What do you think about that as a baseball guy? I'm not a baseball it. guy. I fucking love it. I love it, too. It's great. It's dope. I love the pickoff rule. I love the pitch clock. Um, I love that you can't shift anymore. Like, I ever, literally everything about it has made the game better. Yeah. Like, so unbelievably better. We're getting more runs. The games are quicker. It's great. No, I can't I wait it. to watch one in person. Yeah, no, me too. I'm I think pumped. that'll be fun. But no, great job, MLB. Um, big game tonight. We'll see how it goes. Need SCSU. But uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, definitely going to take the over, so I'm excited for that. This has been another episode. Trent, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at Booger with Trent. Follow the Twitch channel at Booger Sports. Um, tune into the surgical stream every weekday, 1 p.m. Central. Um, you can find me on Twitter and everything at Mikey Overs, Instagram, Michael.j.overs. Uh, you can find the podcast on Spotify, Out Podcast, YouTube. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. We really appreciate you. Don't worry, we have show changes coming soon. We're adding stuff, we're taking stuff away. Uh, really looking forward to um, all the new stuff that we have for you guys. And uh, let's go have a great Monday. Appreciate you guys. We'll be seeing. Be seeing.